0: welcome back to leaders of color i'm your host sarisha the executive director of leading in color on today's episode we are featuring lealem abibi he is an Ethiopian canadian recording artist producer hip-hop organizer and the co-founder and lead program facilitator of produced by you after noticing a mentorship gap in his high school experience for black youth interested in the recording arts he co-founded a workshop program aimed at providing a safe space for black youth to learn music production artist branding marketing self-confidence, and leadership skills. As a first-generation Ethiopian immigrant, he brings his lived experience into his personal art and community work. Under his moniker For the World, he released his debut album The Chase earlier this year, which explores the impact of introspection, patience, and community on his creative journey. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Doing
1: great. Thanks for having me.
0: So what is the work that you're doing currently across the city of Ottawa?
1: Yeah, so the the work that I do is uh, part of a grassroots organization called Produced by Youth. I'm one of the founders and lead facilitators of the program. And what we offer is essentially a workshop program for Black youth ages 15 to 25. And we essentially have resources there to teach them how to make music, uh, particularly music production through lessons that. Kind of span music theory. They go into uh, even the marketing and and branding for an artist, as well as how to record on, uh, on a microphone, how to record live instruments. So we want to kind of give like a foundational understanding for Black youth ages 15 to 25 interested in pursuing music and learning more about music production.
0: So what got you started in doing this sort of work? Are you a musician yourself, or was it just a passion project that you started?
1: Yeah, so uh, a little bit of both. I am also, uh, I'm actually an engineer by trade, but uh, I've always been passionate about music. Um, I'm a, I'm an artist myself, I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, uh, producer as well. And so when I sort of got into music production and, and making beats and making songs, people in my uh, community I'm Ethiopian, uh, Ethiopian Canadian, and so people in my community that were interested in learning how to make beats would often kind of hit me up personally and be like, "Oh, how do you how do you do what you do?" And so I kind of got into the habit of just teaching individuals on sort of like an ad hoc basis. And then a mentor of mine who is very involved in the Ethiopian and Eritrean community just kind of encouraged me to think about. Taking it further and formalizing it, and giving it some structure, and and trying to kind of write a grant for it and get funding and all that stuff.
0: So, what was the motivation behind doing some of this work for you?
1: Um, personally, as, as a Ethiopian Canadian immigrant, first generation. I came to Canada and specifically Ottawa when I was six. There weren't a lot of resources particularly aimed or target or like sort of geared toward black youth that taught music production in particular. I think like there's a lot of arts-based youth development programs, but they don't necessarily center black youth or kind of create a safe space for them. So I, I found that was like kind of a gap lacking for me personally. But I had a lot I had a fairly strong kind of creative community, especially in sort of the more recent years that I was able to connect with, that helped kind of foster the creativity, the connections the collaboration and so it was kind of it started off just wanting to help people who would kind of hit me up and say, You know how do you do what you do I want to learn and then became this idea of of why why can't it be more? Why not think bigger because i like I kind of realized fairly quickly that there weren't any programs that offered this, and if they were, they were fairly general and didn't really look at like music and music production in particular and and the ones that were general didn't really provide a space for black youth and so black youth still faced the same barriers in these kinds of programs that they would face elsewhere so there was kind of they were underserved in that way and at the time, I was starting to connect with the colleagues of mine who helped fund found and run this program with me samuel and tafari who are both like artists and they're both creatives in ottawa and they agreed to come on board they had lots of ideas about ways that we could try and reach black youth and and people we could collaborate with to like host a program and create a workshop so it was it was a new thing for for all of us but i think we all knew if i can speak for the for for the two of them as well that like there were gaps there were places where we didn't have this kind of experience growing up um, as creatives, as Black creatives, that gave us kind of a a sense of belonging, a place where we felt safe, where we could bring our our full selves.
0: I'm really interested in the notion that you mentioned earlier about your background being in engineering, but also having this passion for music. um, And that's what led you to do this sort of work. Where did that passion for music come from?
1: It's a great question. So for as long as I can remember, I've like I have baby photos of me with like a a keyboard in my hand back home in Ethiopia. There's memories I have growing up here in Ottawa of like English class and choosing like rappers as the people that I wanted to uh, use as examples of poetry. And so I've always been interested in in music and in particular um, hip hop music and 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 rap. And so I kind of got started in a bit of spoken word and poetry, and then that quickly led into songwriting and um writing raps and then that became kind of like a passion in its own and then that sort of morphed into learning how to make the music behind it learning how to make the beats yeah and that's kind of brought me to where i am now as as an artist i've uh been making music for a long time but only in the most recent years have i like kind of learned the benefit of having like-minded people around you That motivates you and particularly like the creative community in Ottawa, like being able to inspire each other, feed off of each other, collaborate together. Like that's been really, really kind of a turning point for me creatively. And so like a lot of that was happening at the same time that we were starting to think about this program. And so that kind of the idea of like wanting to create a space that fostered creativity, that collaboration but also made like black youth in particular feel safe was something that like kind of came together it was sort of all the pieces came at the right time but as an as an artist like i was learning this lesson even up till this year where um a few months ago i was able to drop my first project my first album but that was like very much motivated and kind of driven by the fact that i was connecting with people and learning through that process.
0: Do you want to talk a little bit more about that album and, and what inspired it um, and how it relates to the work that you're doing?
1: So there's kind of the main thread I can think of about the project. So it's it's called The Chase. It's an eight track um, album. I released it on the 28th. But the one thing I can think of between the work I do with Tafari and Samuel through Produced by Youth and this album is that both, both projects are kind of highlighting the importance of community and how community builds individuals up and helps them kind of learn and go through the process of what it means to be an artist, what it means to kind of find your own voice, to find your own style direction. Uh, so like around the same time that I was learning to connect with the creative community around me and like was like just kind of on a sort of creative high as far as connecting with people and making music together was around the time that was happening. I, my the mentor that I mentioned earlier, was recommending that, you know, this kind of like informal work you're doing with with youth in your community of teaching them how to make beats, like why don't you take that into uh, in a, big, a bigger idea and just kind of challenge me to think bigger about it. And so the project, The Chase is about pursuing and kind of believing and investing in yourself. And Produced by Youth is a program that we want to inspire those same kind of feelings in the, in the youth that attend and that are part of the program. Like we want them to feel supported. We want them to feel like Ottawa is a place that's creative. Ottawa is like a hub that is finding its own direction and its own kind of space. Yeah, and we want them to feel like there is something that they can contribute to that space.
0: Yeah, that sounds incredible. And what is the role that community has played in Produced by Youth and making sure that you can do the projects that you want to do and have the impact that you want to have?
1: Even sort of setting aside the Community in terms of the mentorship that recommended I, I take this and make it into a bigger idea, or kind of dared dared me to dream bigger about it. But also the people and the organizations and community organizations that we collaborate with to run Produced by youth. So in particular, Saw Gallery is the space that we use to actually run our program. And they're like an artist-run gallery. They've been in Ottawa for many years. They around the time that we started uh, pitching the idea to them, uh, they were renovating their space. And so they, they serve artists, they, they have their kind of heart is for the creative community and making space for all types of art. Uh, so that was like that collaboration was like pivotal to making Produced by Youth happen because otherwise we wouldn't have had a space. I think even the space we would have found would have been maybe not as central, maybe like inaccessible to youth. And we definitely wouldn't have had kind of like the space resources that we needed to, to make it
0: happen. So it sounds like community played a big role in ensuring that you can actually logistically even do this sort of work. Have there been any other challenges that you faced while trying to push forward bringing music to your community and to the youth that are there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think because there weren't a lot of, or even kind of to my knowledge, like any programs that specifically uh, create a safe space for Black youth to learn music production and, and have this kind of targeted workshop program approach, There. Was the challenge? Um, we thought actually that there was going to be a challenge in people like being interested in it or, or like reaching out to youth. But we learned like kind of really quickly that there was like a, a big hunger and a big need for the program because as soon as we started talking about it and saying, "Hey, we have funding to do this program and we're going to be running out of running it out of Saw Gallery," like people were so interested that like in our first program we had way more applicants than we that we could act than we could actually serve. So we had to. Figure out ways to create waiting lists and and like so the interest was definitely there but I think the the real challenge was learning how to deliver a program like that for us uh, the three the three people who run the program me and my two colleagues we don't really have a lot of experience in making a grassroots organization or running kind of a workshop program but we're all involved in music and in kind of connecting with youth in some way or another so like in some ways it felt instinctive like we kind of knew what made sense and how to how to kind of come up with the curriculum but designing that is i think going to be an evolving process we're learning because one thing we're learning is that like we instinctively want to teach the way we've been taught which is in a very like sometimes ineffective way in the classroom environment where one person is speaking and kind of spewing all this information and people and students are just expected to absorb and then regurgitate and, and someone that we met, a colleague of ours uh, named Mike Lipset, who actually works in hip hop education in, in the states, and recently moved to, to Ottawa, kind of challenged us to say, like, you know, you can flip that on its head. There's actually lots of different ways of teaching, and there's whole sort of areas of research exploring teaching youth in particular, like through music, like teaching full like high school through hip hop in particular. So that kind of inspired us to to think, at least in And like more recently about like how can we make the program interactive how can we make it experiential how can we instead of like feeling as though we hold all the information and we're just disseminating it but like how do we uh support youth as they like actually learn that they have a lot of those things themselves and and like find that value in themselves so that's been kind of a, a new challenge that we're trying to explore it's like how do we keep youth engaged by making the program more of an experience than just like a classroom, which is what they are probably very used to.
0: And so how did the three of you actually come together in the first place?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I met Samuel through the Ethiopian community. He's, he's, a, he's a Congolese Canadian, but I met him through my church and through friends in my church. Um, he was kind of doing photography at the time, also like a recording artist and learning how to make beats and things like that. And so I, I knew him just as a friend, as a creative friend of mine. And then Tafari was one of the people that I kind of learned to connect with and, and like, network with in the more recent years that kind of led to the album I released that, like, was part of my own journey of, like, connecting with the community. Um, And so he was running a kind of community-oriented music studio at the time called Swoon Studio. Shout out to them. And he... Connected me through that studio with like a lot of creatives that were coming out of there, so that was a great way to network. And so around the time when <clears throat> my mentor was like telling me about different forms of funding and different grants, I knew both of those people. I knew Samuel and I, and I was just like meeting Tafari and becoming friends with him and making music together and and booking time at his studio. So it just made sense when I thought like if I was to try to do this program, like I couldn't do it alone. I'd need people. The the time that I had met Samuel and Tafari was like kind of like a perfect kind of coming together okay. of like different um, people in my life um, just like all the all the cards were falling in the right way and so they were all people that were interested in music and so it just made sense when we were thinking about the grant and writing it to be reaching out to people like them and so Tafari and Samuel they were super interested they were super on board yeah and then so we just all came on together to kind of run it
0: It sounds like both the coordination and collaboration you have with uh, your other two colleagues as well as mentorship have played a huge role in shaping the way that you do this sort of work. How has mentorship um, or even peer mentorship related to the work that you're doing? Do you instill it sort of in the programming that you do or is it more of like an overhead feature?
1: Yeah, so right right now it kind of exists as Like a more informal thing that we're trying to make more formal and provide more structure to but in from kind of the start of our program and even thinking about structuring it and making a a grant application for it we were we wanted to incorporate mentorship in it because of how mentorship has like served all three of us so one thing we've been uh interested in doing through this this cycle we just finished our first cycle of uh first cohort of students who graduated about a month ago and we wanted to create a way for them to men- to be mentored by us but also by other volunteers not just in the per- during the workshops that are like only about four hours long but also outside of that so one thing we've been trying to do but kind of we still have to kind of figure out is uh a way to kind of add that mentorship piece in where we can connect with the youth outside give them like specific help or specific support with making their music or with like connecting them with other people in the community that we know. But definitely, like, that's kind of top of mind is fostering that men- fostering that mentorship relationship with either the three of us who run the program or, or volunteers that we're kind of in the process of bringing in.
0: Yeah, that sounds incredible, especially when um, you're talking about the different access points that youth have and being able to have mentorship from folks who are not necessarily that much older than them, too, I think is incredible. You mentioned connecting with someone who um, was in the States originally and now has moved to Ottawa. I'm kind of curious as to what you think the creative space is like in somewhere like Ottawa for Black creatives compared to somewhere like the U.S. And how do you fill that space?
1: Yeah, I I have this conversation a lot with some of my friends, including to Brian Samuel. Yeah, the kind of place we settle into with that question is that like, Ottawa is growing. Ottawa is like finding a voice and finding a space. But I used to have a misconception that it was a city that didn't have creatives or that like not a lot was happening in. But I just realized like it's like teeming with life, like with creative life. It's just we need more ways to connect with each other. We need more platforms that let us connect. But one thing I've like noticed about Ottawa in comparison to other cities is that like this kind of underdog label that we might have is actually motivating us to be more collaborative than competitive it's actually helping us to to think like how can we put ottawa on the spot how can we give it a voice a large part of that is like supporting each other some of my like my my friends that aren't into music or or like the arts talk about about how uh they see that like we're always supporting each other we're always going to each other's events we're always like reposting each other's stuff on social media so I think, like, that's kind of what I think of when I think of the creative community in Ottawa is this a uh, space with, like, lots of talent, lots of raw talent. And it's, like, in the process of, like, figuring out how to have its own voice that's unique and, and doesn't necessarily have to sound like Toronto. Because I think that comparison, like, naturally gets made a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point, especially when we consider, I think, the diversity of creatives that exist um, and in particular the diversity of Black creatives that exist both like within a big city like Toronto and then as well in somewhere like Ottawa um, that people might not initially think of a place uh, where those folks are prominent in. Um, I'm wondering what is the most fulfilling part of the work that you're doing currently for you?
1: I, I really enjoy the... Um, so we've we've had our first cycle of students, of 10 students, um, who have graduated out of our, like, nine workshop program. And on our grad celebration, we uh, allowed them to present one song or one track that they worked on. And so it was kind of their final project. Like, seeing that was a very, like, rewarding experience for me personally. Seeing, like, not just kind of the final product, but also, like, how the how the how the youth come in on day 1 as far as like comf- comfort around music and around making music with their laptop or with the computer and then how they exit the program with like basic knowledge that's helped them feel more confident that they can actually do this that it's not like this thing that is otherwise like hard to do or needs so many resources so I might not have like stressed it enough, but one of the things that our program uh, provides is just the literal equipment. So we have a bunch of computers that we've built, where otherwise music production, in particular, can be kind of an um, an economically inaccessible thing because computers can be really expensive, especially if you're trying to make music with it. So one thing that we've done is like just provide that resource. And so at the end of our actual like formal teaching part of our workshops, so we just give them free time to create to. Whether, it's, whether they're working on their final project or not, is just to, to make and, and to create music and work with each other. So seeing like those connections happen, seeing them like start to believe in themselves more, like find their own style and, and like creative voice as like individual artists, that's been very fulfilling to see.
0: That's incredible. What have you planned since the first cohort has now graduated? Like, what are your upcoming plans? Where do you see this going?
1: The main direction of our program is to just kind of, we, we have funding to run our program for three years, but our, our vision is definitely beyond that, is to kind of expand it and maybe add even different elements into the program, definitely increase capacity. So right now we have 10 youth and five computers that are shared by 10 youth, and the plan is in the second year to increase that to uh, 15 and then and t- 20 youth that we're serving each semester, if you will. Now that we've wrapped up the first cycle, the first cohort of students, um, we actually just kicked off our second cycle of students. We, we closed registration a few weeks ago. We had about like 26 applicants and still because we're in our first program, we only have enough capacity for 10 students. So we selected our, our 10 students and right now, <clears throat> not being able to meet in person has been a little difficult. So that's something we're navigating because of like the precautionary measures around coming together and like gathering in physical spaces. But the plan is essentially uh, to continue this first, this second cycle of students and then also graduate them. And so there'll be like a, a public event that people are invited to come to that showcases their work and what they did. And then that's going to essentially continue for the second year and the third year. That's kind of like in an, a an, uh, to put it shortly. That's kind of our plan.
0: And what are any upcoming opportunities that you have for folks to get involved? Will there be opportunities for folks to register for the next cycle um, or any other programming that you have in place?
1: Uh, because the main thing that we run through this grassroots organization is the workshop program. That's the main sort of aspect of it that needs support, that needs volunteers. And so we are we collected um, a lot of uh, names and emails from our graduation event where we asked if there were people that wanted to to be involved and like overcome like completely overwhelmed with like how many people wanted to help out so that's been really great we're just thinking through uh ways to actually get people involved whether it's through like facilitating the programs with us providing that kind of support or even the mentorship aspect of the program so there we're definitely like kind of open door always asking you know if you're interested like you know reach out to us on our socials and we want to collaborate. We want to partner with other organizations as well. And particularly with like volunteers, we want people to feel like they can be involved as well.
0: That's awesome. And so where can people find you and either your album, the work that you do, where can they follow you on social media?
1: Uh, our socials are primarily on, tw- on Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook. So on Instagram, we are uh, Produced Youth. On Twitter, we're the same thing. I think on Facebook, it's uh, produced by youth. That's where we post updates, announcements of our registration cycles, events that we're having to like either kick off a cohort of students or like graduate them and showcase their, their talent. Um, but yeah, those are the three socials that we have.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us and for joining me on the podcast. It was wonderful to speak with you. Um, And I look forward to seeing what the rest of the year holds for your organization, as well as the youth that are coming out from it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for giving me the chance to talk about it.